0: Welcome, 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 welcome welcome to the Life
1: is Done Podcast.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back to the Life Well Done Podcast. Look at that. Why are you already giggling?
2: I'm just excited today. Nate. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we uh, officially the name is changed. Uh, the logo, the new official logo is now here and ready to go. Uh, compliments of a good friend of mine. That thing came out pretty professionally. Yeah, we finally uh, are elevating this, ourselves. This poor kid, Alex, uh, <laughs> he's got to hate me. Every time I'm like technologically illiterate. And so every time I have something wrong on my phone or my computer, I'm texting him and be like, Hey, how do you do this? He's like, I'd have to see it. I'm like, well, let me take pictures of this and that. I think he hates me, but he did. Yeah. I gave him very little to work with. he's like, what, what are you guys looking for? I'm like, I don't know, something light and cheery. <laughs> and, uh, Love he it. came off that logo. So that, that was really cool. And, uh, so big shout out to him. Appreciate it. Um, I know he he supports us quite a bit, and that was pretty cool. So we're we're thankful for that. But um, so the Life Well Done podcast is yeah. is so, becoming more official every day. <laughs> so Brian, well let's just let's just introduce you right now. So yeah, please, yeah. Please. So we uh, we are super excited today. Um, we have our first ever guest on the Woo. Life Well Done podcast, Woo-hoo. and uh, we are sitting here with our new friend Julia, who actually is a mutual friend of you know you know Jenna back home too. Um, so she's you guys. Grew up together. You no, went to school. No. I met CrossFit. At CrossFit. That's what yes. it is. Yes. That's right. So they met at CrossFit gym, and Jenna uh, kind of. Um, made this whole thing come together. Um, I didn't want to be the creepy guy and reach out and be like, hey, uh, here's another creepy spam guy in your inbox. Um, but this one's just serious. Weird, weird no, DMs. I, trusted. Yeah. I trusted. So, so just uh, let me see if I can get anything right about your background. So, you know, Julia, you are from Michigan. I am. Uh, you moved out to L.A. for a little bit, and you've now made home in Denver, Colorado. Yes, yes. Um, and, and we're excited because we're talking about something that Uh, I think is pretty, pretty significant in our, in our society right now. But I think that just like mental health in general, people don't, um, don't really verbalize all that well. And you are kind of taking that on your shoulders and, and you, uh, you're pretty loud out there. Like you got a lot, of, a lot of people like love what you're doing and stuff. And some I don't mean that in a demeaning love it. way.
1: No, but not that it. means you're doing
2: something really great. <laughs> exactly. So, so haters. Julia, um, here is here today. Um, we're we're going to be talking about eating disorders, and I think that for us, it's it's really exciting because I think that whether you're diagnosed with an eating disorder or not, I think at some point most people struggle with their food Absolutely. or their their body image related to their food and exercise and. Um, I don't want to speak for you, so I'll let you do that, but uh, we are super excited to have Julia here today. We're going to talk about it um, and, and see what can come up and see if we can all learn a little bit of something. Yeah, I do
0: want to give you mad props because... I'll, you went with the trust factor yeah. but you still showed up at like two dudes house yeah. <clears throat> on a Sunday morning which maybe that's the innocuous I, I part it's the Sunday, it's the Sunday morning, morning and you okay. were like
1: hey come over at like 11 on yeah, Saturday, Saturday night, night and I'd be sure. like okay. mm, yeah. can I bring like a and, friend or... okay and then just <laughs> we blindly talking...
0: followed us down into the
2: <laughs> into a basement it, it, yeah like,
1: we were talking it's a well lit basement okay
0: that's what so, I thought we yeah. were
2: talking on the phone the other night and I was like so I mean there's a couple ways we can do this I don't know if you're comfortable or not but you can just come over to the house and I was like yeah yeah, totally
1: yeah. and i was like i didn't even think that would be like a creepy maybe that's just me being yeah and then I'm,
2: I'm the one that brings i'm like in case you're uncomfortable like yeah, come over
1: to like, two dudes. should i be
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> we, no, we also have, have two puppies and yeah like, oh, that sounds creepy tra-
1: no no no. i trust the dogs yeah okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: so <laughs> julia give us give us the um one or five or 20 minute uh oh, introduction of who you are where you're from i know i gave a little bit but yeah let's hear from you
1: so, I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I went to Michigan State for education. elementary education. Um, thought I was going to be a teacher. Did that for two years in Detroit and decided it was not for me.
0: Like Detroit, Detroit?
1: Yeah. Well, Southfield. But oh, okay, all okay. my students were from yeah. downtown Detroit. Okay. I did my student teaching in downtown Detroit. Cool. um, And that was really, really hard. And I was in a four-year relationship. I ended up ending that and my sister was living out in LA and she broke up with her boyfriend on the same day and literally (laughs) called me and was like, you should move out here. So like three or four weeks later, I packed up my stuff and moved out to LA. And then, um, I was a nanny out there for a family for almost three years. And I visited, I don't know, Denver twice last year. And I'm a very impulsive person. So I was just like, Oh yeah, I'll move there. And And everybody was just like, yeah, you'd love it there. And I just decided that I was going to move out here in April, so I've been out here since April. I've had like the worst luck since moving out here. Hmm. I'm hoping it all turn around, uh, but like my car got stolen. Like, oh, and I got in two car accidents, and like you the, can't make this shit. I know out. the probably car just stolen
2: thing. thing. You probably just give the car up.
1: <laughs> oh, so. I got it back with a bullet hole through my passenger side window. Yeah, that's like a whole nother story. I got but anyway, if that my car bit. could talk,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's
0: a, that's a pain in the ass.
1: Oh yeah, no, it was like twelve hundred dollars to fix it because there was like marijuana leaves all throughout my car <laughs> and like soil like they used it to transport oh, plants I see. was
0: mm. this in LA or was this here no this was here,
1: was this here? outside of my apartment I walked outside how did they and I find like, it
0: that's a shot in they the found
1: it like three days later and they called and they were like go pick it up from the impound lot like my windshield was cracking right? a bullet hole isn't that it.
0: the craziest thing like I had my jeep stolen on Oahu in Hawaii oh,
1: wow. and
0: which it's like dude where yeah. where are you taking this thing right? yeah right like, It's 30 by 40 right <laughs> and uh they found it 21 days later and then they tell you that they're like well you should just pick it up from the impound lot yeah I'm like, and i'm
1: like do you know what condition it's in and dude, they are like no know, like just,
0: just get it out of here it's costing money I'm
1: like yeah i you. just started with a screwdriver and like i was like driving away like crying like
0: my car smells like weed there's been like people i don't know
1: in here <laughs> it's
0: pretty solid you started with the screwdriver
1: uh yeah i did nice so.
2: I would have no idea. Oh, the, would police, have been, like, the police officer it. told me oh, to do that. He was standing there next okay. to me. Yeah. Otherwise I would have been like, uh, you guys just keep the car.
1: <laughs> yeah. So no, I still have it. My trusty soup outside. Awesome. But yeah, so now I'm here. Um, I nanny again for another family. Um, and trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And I have a blog or I guess Instagram. I don't really have a website right now. I'm working on that. Um, but yeah, I've gained like an awesome following and talk about body image and eating disorders and kind of my story and people, I guess, like it. So
2: Cool. Well, I think like if you're comfortable with it, yeah. let's dive into what that story yeah. is. Um, I know Nate and I might have uh, like the textbook um, education of, of eating disorders yeah. and such, but um, I'll just let you take it wherever you want with this and, and we'll, ask, we'll we'll talk about it and yeah, see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So.
0: Well, by the way, where do you live in L.A.?
1: I started in Santa Monica and then Sherman Elks in the Valley.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, my little sister lives there, so. Oh yeah, no, I
1: miss it. I miss the ocean.
0: Isn't it kind of crazy? Like you look at LA and it's like, (sighs) I don't know why anyone would live here, but then you live there. Yeah, everybody's like,
1: like, "Oh, did it suck?" Honestly, I had so much fun, but maybe like too much fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it can lend itself to that.
1: Yeah, I was kind of like, I maybe need to grow up a little bit. Mm. So anyway, I I I digress. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious. (laughs) Um. Okay, so. I've never been, like, diagnosed with an eating disorder. I never really went to, like, sometimes they have treatment centers and stuff like that. But um, growing up, I was always a really active kid. I never really thought about what I ate, my body, or anything like that. Um, I have two amazing parents. They never told me that I can't eat that, that I need to look a certain way. They were always super supportive. Um And I had an older sister, or had, I still do have an older <laughs> sister. um She is the literally complete opposite of me. She is like 5'11", blonde hair, blue eyes, like very slender. I am short, like curvy, dark hair, dark skin. We could not be more opposite. um And I, growing up, just, I don't know, I had really great friends and was always outside. And it wasn't until I moved to a different school and I felt like the girls were a little more preoccupied with, like, how they look. Like, everybody was becoming that, you know, teenager stage and, like, puberty and everything like that. And all my friends were super tiny. And then I was like, nobody looks like me. Like, nobody has my body type. Like, is there something wrong with me? Or, you know, and I started to, like, pay more attention to my body. Um, And then... I never really got attention from the guys in my friend group. I was always the funny girl or, and all my other girlfriends, these like teeny tiny petite girls were always getting attention. I was like, what the hell? Like what's going on here? Um, and it wasn't until like high school, um, that I started to get like bullied about my weight. Um, and I got called potential cause I had potential to look like my sister. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, like talk about, I mean, it was just awful. And I got called like a fat ass and like, all this sort of stuff um
0: there's just like just out of nowhere too right yeah like, and it
1: was from like the guys in my friend friend group oh, like, I do well. air quotes you can't see so
0: it's sort of like that <laughs> We're we're close enough that we we love you but we're going yeah. to call you this kind of thing
1: yeah and i always got the comments like oh you'd be so you're so pretty you have such a pretty face but if you lost 10 but, pounds but this or and i'm like
2: People Sorry. actually say these things out loud. I had a foreign
1: exchange student who was like one of our good friends in a friend group. And he was like, Julia is such a beautiful face. You'd like be even more beautiful if you lost 10 pounds. And I was like, can I like run you over with my car? Where, like, where, where was he from? Uh, Brazil. I oh, c- cool. He, I won't give him the you know, link to the podcast. Okay. Really. <laughs> I, I was
0: just, well, anyway.
1: Which I would, you know, they have very curvy women in their culture too. Um, I just don't know where it, I people just, like
2: get the con. I don't.
1: Oh I, don't, no, I punched a boy in the face in high school uh, for a con. Well, good it, for you. You should. Yeah, That's yeah.
0: ridiculous. I legitimately like backtrack when I hear stuff like this. Cause it, it like makes me nauseated that I might I'm have done something like that, but I don't think I was genuinely like an asshole in high school. But
1: you live in, like, I'm sure I've said really hurtful things before too, but you learn, I mean, these people, I'm like, you know, you're hurting me. Like, It was when I punched the boy in the face, it was at a football game and I was holding two hot chocolates and he said one wasn't enough. And I Uh. turned to my best friend, Sarah, who I love dearly. And I like was like, hold my purse and (laughs) set my hot chocolate down. And I walked up to him and I was like, I fucking hate you and punched him in the face. And then I was just like, oh my God, like, and I just walked away. And then it was at like an away game and Monday morning I got called down. Um, like, to the counselor's office. Mind you, the counselor was, like, a good family friend. And basically, she looked at him and was like, you owe her an apology. And, like, I, my grandpa sent me, like, 50 bucks and was like, I'm so proud <laughs> of you. I was like, I need to hit people more often. <laughs> right. Make a living out <laughs> Yeah, right?
0: That's, like, the one thing. It's like, don't, you only, not throw the f- first punch, but defend yourself. Like, yeah. in a way, I mean, that is defending yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, my parents aren't mad. They're kind of like, oh, my God. Like, we didn't know this is really going on. But I, I kind of, like, silently struggled um, a lot because I hid behind my humor. I'm like a very loud, mm-hmm. um, humorous person. And I, I don't think anybody really knew that it was like bothering me so much. Um, also, um, there was a lot kind of going on with my family at the moment. And I didn't want to be another burden. Um, so I, I, I guess like how my whole eating disorder started is that I was like, I want to do something about my body. Like, clearly I'm the problem, not everybody else thinking that I'm fat, you know. And this is the... Push just a little bit. Oh, yeah. There we go, cool. This is the whole, like, you know, the problem is everybody thinks we need to change ourselves. And it's like, no, everybody else is the issue and how we've been raised and how people think about other people. And so I started restricting food, and I was eating, like, 500 calories a day, and um, obviously that's not maintainable. I was so hungry and grumpy and I was playing sports and, you know, I just couldn't maintain that energy level. What
0: were you playing at the time?
1: Um, God, I never really stuck with any sports when I was in high school, but it was like volleyball, soccer, ton of swimming. Yeah. So I was active. Um, and I started to see the weight drop, but like I was just so tired all the time. I felt dizzy. Um, so then I kind of got into this whole like binging and purging where, um, and I was also like drinking and smoking weed and then, you know, the munchies come on and <laughs> so I was just what? like, you know, binging all the time. Yeah, what? what? Um, and then I just feel horrible after and I was just like, oh my God, what have I done? Like I ate so much. I mean, mind you, hello, you're supposed to eat. But then I just started making myself throw up and it probably got where I was doing it like two or three times a day. Oh. Um and it, I, I don't think... Now that I look back up on my, like, binges and my therapist said, like, you know, how much I was actually binging wasn't, like, a true, like, binge, like, according to, like, WebMD or the, whatever. The sure. textbook? Yeah, the... Te- yeah, it Google. wasn't, like, a true binge. Um, But to me, it was, like, oh, my God, what have I done? I need to, like, get rid of this. Um,
2: well, I mean maybe not by textbook at that point, but at least you're tracking in that that direction. So Right,
1: right. Might as well
2: just be like, hey, here's the situation. Call it what it is and let's let's get the help we need.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um I don't know what it was in high school that I ended up kind of stopped making myself throw up. Um I think maybe like a boyfriend maybe said something, but my eating disorder turned into me like it's called like orthorexia where it's like obsessively working out and like tracking what you eat and clean eating. Um, and I became like obsessed with my Fitness Pal. Like I was tracking everything I ate, like Tic Tacs gum, mm. which are like five calories. Right. Like it was just <laughs> insane. Like I was tracking my calories of like vacuuming, like like oh. my like any type of calorie I could have burned, I was tracking. I had like a heart rate monitor. Like I was psycho when it came to like That's my wild. Fitness Pal. Yeah, I would I would plan my meals ahead of time, and I mean it was exhausting. Um, but I never really thought that I was still in my eating disorder because our media is kind of obsessed with this like diet lifestyle and healthy lifestyle. And it was like, I wasn't starving myself and I wasn't making myself throw up. So I didn't think I still had my eating disorder.
0: And this was sort of like, well, I don't know how old everyone is here, but at least for me, like pre-internet, like 13, 14 into high school. The internet still wasn't – and I don't even think that we see a lot of it on the internet. I think it still is the grocery stores. Oh, yeah. And the magazines that are there and diet this and diet that. That's what we were talking about yesterday.
1: Oh, the media manipulation is like
0: insane. I guess maybe cable TV too to an extent with – well, I don't know what – I don't really watch any of these shows. But Next Top Model or something. Oh, yeah. But I think think society looks at that today and I think most people look at that and they're like, dude – Like, that's not healthy. Oh, yeah. I mean, back then, though. Is that sentiment shift? Uh, It must be then.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I look back at some of the shows I watched, and I'm just like... I mean, no wonder I felt like shit about my body. And like Mm -hmm. the magazines, it was like one page, they tell a girl she's too fat. The next they're like, oh, she's anorexic. She looks too thin. And then the next it's like, here's a recipe for cupcakes. And it's like, I'm so confused. What 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 if we just threw
2: all labels out? It's just like, hey, there's
0: Julia.
1: Right. There's (laughs) Nate.
0: But that's kind of crazy when you actually think about it in the context of like a growing mind and trying to figure out where you fit into society. If I think back to high school, I was trying to fit in. Everywhere I could.
1: Absolutely. And
0: when you're reading, don't they have like Teen Cosmo?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean.
0: Or Teen Vogue. What? Or seven,
1: Seventeen. Or yeah. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah I cool. mean, and it's like sisters, too, how to get way. sexy arms. And I'm like, I'm 14. Like, I didn't know you were supposed to have like sexy and arms. And they have
0: that in like. 17 about yeah 16.
1: I mean and it's like how to dress for your body and then it's like they have like one small blurb at the end for it's like for a curvy girl and I'm like great it's like uh. a turtleneck and like a smock basically <laughs> it's like I swear like swimsuits that it was like dress for a curvy girl swimsuits it was always one piece swimsuits yeah. and granted I love one piece swimsuits now but back then it was like I don't want to be that girl that has to cover up but this is the only option they're giving me so then I started to be like maybe I do need to cover up and mm. You know, just the curvy body wasn't, like, as accepted back then. I could
0: see how, I mean, you would just, if you're restricted to one little section in a magazine, I mean, I guess you could have that mindset, like, well, who the fuck am I?
1: Absolutely. I mean, even in the modeling industry, I've my friend owns a plus-size modeling agency, and it's kind of this whole thing, like, why do we have to be called plus-size? Like, why do there have to be, like, descriptive factors for these, Mm -hmm. like, different types of models?
0: See, that's crazy. Like, I've never really, I guess we grew up, like guys it was the husky
2: size yeah, yeah i i'm i am and i was <laughs> i am so like you know like when people talk about how they view themselves like i struggle you know like uh playing hockey all my life like it was always a joke Like every hockey team has one fat guy and i was like yeah. I'll, I'll do it <laughs> I'll, I'll do it but like you know and i still struggle with these things of comparing myself and that for no. me like that's really what it is it's more of um it's not necessarily how I view myself. It's the way I've compared myself to others that, oh, yeah. uh, that really uh, adjusts the way you view yourself. I, I think that, you know, not to blame other people, but, like, that external environment oh,
1: yeah. is,
2: uh, is really difficult. Like, I know that I didn't look like everybody. I am not built like a typical hockey player. I am pretty much out. i'm built like a sumo wrestler more you know like i should just be in a power lifter i should have been like a if i was a couple inches taller football probably would have been the good sport for me. that's but. why when
1: i found CrossFit, i was like oh my god girls that have like thick thighs wow. too and like it's not like i tried to do yoga and i was like i don't my body can't move in that way and uh, like yeah, i just i just i don't look like anybody else here yeah but yeah when i found CrossFit, i was like shit everybody's like super strong and That was, we
0: literally were talking about that yesterday after the run where I felt like, because I I mean, I don't think the whole point here is to like promote CrossFit, but I've, I've been doing it for a while and I think every one of us have have done it in some capacity where it really was an arena that we could, like you could look on Instagram and you can follow all these athletes and of course they're working out all day, every day and so so they're jacked. They're in some cases you're like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. Um, but. There isn't. I, I feel like at least for me, and this. I mean, I'm being a little disingenuous here because I think I would love to look like, you know, uh, Rich Froning or something like that. I mean, but, who but when you go do the sport, he's pretty. I mean, I'm like, don't get me <laughs> when, wrong. There, when you, when you go do the sport, you're like, okay, I know how much I would have to put in to look like right. that, and then you show up to a community of people who are just like high fiving you for finishing the workout. You're yeah. like you know what? We're here to be the best we possibly can be, and we don't give a shit about what you look like. In fact, you almost commend and support the people that come in that are starting from a different baseline than Absolutely. yourself and you're like let's get you to where you want to be and there's a it's a way more accepting community Absolutely. maybe that's my crossfit plug but <laughs> it but it is it is a nice place to be able to go it's not the 24-hour fitness it's no it not was the, like the,
1: the first gym where i felt like nobody's focused on how they're really looking but like how much they can lift and what they can actually do
0: goals
2: towards yeah. something that yeah. you're doing
1: yeah so that was like a big thing for me that's
2: cool that's a so, uh, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so, so you, you got through, or you came through this, you punched a kid in the face. I did. All right. You're struggling with this eating disorder. You found CrossFit. Do you, what's, what's the situation like from there?
1: So I was, um, it was when I moved to Los Angeles and I was like a beach body coach and I was like doing these cleanses and I, I was still doing CrossFit, um, but I was kind of struggling with I mean, I was working out all the time, which was, I I could kind of eat what I want, but I was still so focused on my, like, calorie intake, Um, and, like, I was doing this, it's, like, called the 21-day fix, and they give you these, like, little, uh, yeah, it's, like, they're, like, hi, have three almonds, and I'm, like, cool, um, I'm still hungry,
2: eat like a rabbit yeah basically
1: (laughs) and it's like how and i was like you know you can fit cheese into this blue thing i'm like shoving as much cheese as i can (laughs) (laughs) into this like blue small container melt (laughs) it
0: down 21 day fix
1: yeah from beach body and i was just like i'm i have this blog i'm promoting self-love and body acceptance and yet i'm still dieting and i was like something's still wrong with my mindset here um and i told myself when i moved to la like i do not want to get caught up in that lifestyle i don't want to become materialistic or you know get caught up in how I look and so when I moved to LA I seeked out a therapist and she put me in contact one of her friends who was like a nutritionist that helped with eating disorder recovery and I basically went to my therapist originally for anxiety because my anxiety is like through the roof usually um and um we kind of ended up talking about my past eating disorder and kind of found out that like I was still in my eating disorder and I never really realized it um and I just worked with her and her name's Amy and Tina for like two and a half years while I was there and kind of worked through like why I was still feeling this way and like how to get out of this like diet mentality and I can say that like I don't track anything I eat anymore I don't diet I don't really think about what I eat I'm I, I say like I'm a mindful eater mm. and kind of intuitive with my eating um and I stopped weighing myself I was weighing myself like 10 times a day like mm-hmm. it was just like insane I'm like measuring my waist and doing like whatever um to like track how I was and I threw out my scale and my nutritionist was weighing me like blindly just to make sure like through our sessions and stuff like I wasn't losing or gaining weight
0: so she, you wouldn't see it though. Yeah.
1: She would like cover it. Um, and she would just track it down. And I was seeing her like once a month. And, um, for, I think it's been like three years now, I've stayed within five pounds of where I started with her after dieting. And before I was fluctuating between like 10 and 20 pounds, uh. cause I was yo-yo dieting. And now I'm like, I can eat what I want. I work out because I love to and when I want. And I've I mean, I'll fluctuate between five or so pounds, but this is like where my body naturally sits. Isn't
0: that crazy? I, I tend to believe that when you find like you might not know what it is, but your homeostasis where your body likes yeah, that you can kind of eat whatever you want and do your daily routine without changing it. And your body's just like, yeah, I kind of like it right here. Yeah. And it's, and, that's probably mostly water weight anyway. I mean.
1: Oh yeah. That's the thing. I mean, and I never, I, I guess this whole mindset of like, I felt like I was always going to want to be losing weight. Like, I feel mm. like so many people are like, I just need to lose five more pounds. Like, there's always this goal of losing weight. And it's like, why do we have to lose weight? Why can't we just be happy with our natural state? Well, that's, know?
2: that's. I mean, it's one thing to have those goals, but like, where does it end? Like, right. what's and, what's quote unquote perfect?
1: Oh, and that's the thing. I got down to my lowest weight and I'm 5'4 and my lowest weight was 130. So it didn't, it wasn't like shockingly like, oh my gosh, she looks unhealthy. Mm. Like, it looked... Fine. Um, but I look back now and I was like, oh my god I was so thin for like me and I was so unhappy and I was just like I need to lose five more pounds or this and it was like that weight didn't bring me any happiness at all Yeah, I mean
0: It's it's kind of weird. I I guess maybe in your experience doing this because you you just brought it up You said like I'm five my lowest weight. I was five four. Well, you are five four Um, and I was 130 pounds and it wasn't like there was this outward hey, like I've got a problem. I mean, I remember taking care of anorexic yeah. truly anorexic, yeah. not really bulimic, but you know, you could get acid based disorders with right. the bulimia, but the true anorexic where you're like whole Like their BMIs shit. are
1: extremely low I mean, and like Yeah, yeah. there's malnutrition. Oh, their yeah.
0: skin but, becomes opaque and like oh, oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. I mean, we've I've had people die I mean, they literally come in it's failure to thrive and they die within twenty four hours of Absolutely. care, but yeah. That's the extreme, obviously, but I I could imagine that it would have been difficult as well. Like, hey, I don't have like an outward. You can't point to an issue. You know, I I can't. I mean, obviously, with therapy, they're like, yes, this is clearly uh, going down the path of something that could become dangerous and probably is right now. Yeah. But even just like the outward society, it wasn't like there was anything.
1: No, I was being praised. I was actually being praised Uh for the weight I had lost. They were like, "You look so great!" And still to this day, I mean, I get praised for the fact that I've recovered my eating disorder. But no one said, "Congrats on gaining weight!" Like because in our you know society, gaining weight is failure. You know, losing weight is that's awesome. Unless it's like an you know you're anorexic, then it's like you need help. And then gaining weight is praised. Or
0: like as a guy, you just get super jacked yeah yeah
1: cool i was problem. never praised for gaining weight but i was always like damn you look good did you lose weight and it's like shit do i need mm. to lose more so or, look, you know
2: as human look how look how much as humans we go straight to a negative even yeah. the positive of a negative like yeah. oh you, you're below the zero yeah way to go like, yeah what i'm, yeah. I'm dying <laughs> like,
1: yeah no exactly yeah so, so then
2: so um
0: so obviously this was in la and yeah how much of i mean i think it's I'm about, I'm about to shit on LA, so sorry, <laughs> sorry people in LA, but I feel like I've been there enough, have enough people there I love that I can sort of talk yeah. to LA, but it is a weirder place when it comes to like material and things and the culture and, and so I'm like, uh, even to myself, it's like that's, there's also, I think there's also a pretty big like recovery community of all types of recovery in yeah. LA. Or, I don't know how much of it's like super genuine, but,
1: but, yeah. it, but
0: it is, I'm sure there a bunch of it is, but, uh, did, what do you think it would have been, I mean, you're obviously here and this is maybe a dumb question, but was it hard to do in LA or was it, is it just like any other place? Like you just put your mind to it. And,
1: um, I think I had created such an awesome community of people that were like a supportive, like minded people mm-hmm. um that i didn't really notice it as much until i was like in the dating life okay. um and i think that was really hard for me there i mean it's also hard for, like the d- dating just sucks nowadays mm-hmm. it's just awful hear, hear. Um, <laughs> i mean it's <laughs> i've been single happy. for like four yeah. years so like um, screw all you happy people <laughs> yeah right girls <Ugh>, Sorry. <laughs> um but i mean in la it was I, the amount of people where we would exchange in, Instagrams, and my Instagram name is Fit Fat, and all that, and the guy would see the word fat and either unfollow me, and stop talking to me, or question why is the word fat in there. And it's like this huge fear of like, like you can see my pictures, I'm clearly not obese or. Like, I'm not posting pictures of me from when I was 130 pounds. Like, what is your fear of going out with a girl that has an Instagram name called Fit Fat and all that? Like, and it was just, it's that sort of shit that would piss me off about LA. People
2: not doing their homework to actually dig in. Like, or, well, my first question would be like, well, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> like There's clearly something. Else. Like, people like, the my last name being done, right? So, like, I'm back home at least. the. Uh, there's puns everywhere I mean the, get her done the, yeah, right yeah you know like or, I mean the podcast name is a play on both of our last names right like, yeah. done like my personal like Facebook and stuff is all perfectly done for yeah me. in no way am I saying that I think I'm perfect but a lot of times it comes across as like are you really that conceited <laughs> oh no if you talk to me for 30 seconds you're gonna find out that I, oh, I yeah. struggle to even like myself at all so. <laughs> and no
1: I mean it's so true I mean and people would ask me like why does it have the word fat in there and and I've even gotten girls to be like, you're not fat. I'm angry that you're using the word fat. And, then I, and I'm like, I'm not calling myself fat. What I'm doing is taking away the negative connotation from it. I'm fit. I have fat. We all need fat to survive. Um, th- That's just how it is. And I'm all that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but like there's this negative connotation. Like people use that word to cut down people. I'm like, yeah. I would rather be called fat than like an awful human. Well, you it's, know,
2: It's so ridiculous now even – you know, we're talking about losing weight for, you know, in today's world, you know, being in the fitness industry, like being around these people, I am not, I coach CrossFit. I do not CrossFit myself anymore. Um, And I can tell you that every time this season, it's like the open season. Oh, yeah. is my first time not doing it. Yeah. And everybody's like, are you doing the open? (laughs) I haven't done the open in like five or six years now. And Why? Number one, I, I don't need to have a workout, a different workout tell me if I'm good or bad. Yeah. I don't need to com- pay $20 to compare. And like, if that's what you want to do, by all means, go for it. But it's gotten to the point where like, I don't look the part so people are like, oh, wait, you can you do these movements? Yeah. Yes. Yes, right. I just choose a different way. But like, on the image side, we now have what we call skinny fat.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah.
2: What? Yeah, and <laughs> what then, does like, that even
1: mean anymore
2: like i, I know what i know the look that the people are referring to but i'm like I, I don't know they're just in the middle of pro- progress they are where they are I, I,
1: yeah I, I this whole like label of calling people a certain thing it's just it's,
0: so i think this, this kind of comes back to my like the big question here but uh, i'll have some some other ones first yeah, okay. <clears throat> so in your um because i, I kind of come from a place of of recovery and, and more substances. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about this on the podcast before. So without rehashing the story, um, but how, how, when you started therapy, Mm -hmm. because therapy, I mean, that can be daunting, but it also can be a super relief when you finally like cracking through or pulling back the onion layers. But that I don't think for a lot of people, I'm sure there's a lot of aha moments where the light bulb goes off. Um, and, and you can make some behavior changes or stuff like that. But when you're so ingrained and like indoctrinated in one way that you think, like weighing yourself 10 times a day, tracking your calorie burned yeah. on like vacuuming and stuff yeah. like that. How, how was that journey through that? Was it, I mean, I can't imagine that you were just one day like, well, yep, by weight, by scale, like
1: we're good. It was, and- I, yeah, no, I mean, it was like a struggle. Like she kept telling me like, bring in your scale. And I was like, oh, do I want to? Cause like my biggest fear was if I recovered from my eating disorder, I'm going to gain weight. That was my biggest fear was I'm going to gain weight. And I did. And I was afraid that I was going to lose control in that sense of, like, I'm going to wake up one day and be huge and be like, what the fuck have I done? Um, And that that was kind of the one thing I was holding on to was this, like, I, I feel like I have control. And that's a big thing with eating disorders. It's not about really... Weight loss, or looking a certain way—it's having control, control in your life and controlling something in your life—and which, which everyone exactly has isu- like issues with control. It's funny yeah. how it just might manifest. It, yeah, it all manifests in different in different ways in different people. And um, we have eating disorders in my family. Like um, a lot of the women in our family had eating disorders, and I definitely think it's like a hereditary thing yeah. um, that you can, you know, bring on yourself and I also had really bad anxiety and that's kind of how I managed my anxiety. Um and also just the media, like I I never saw anybody that looked like me growing up. I mean, now we have this whole kind of like body positive curvy movement. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you know, like the first curvy person that I really saw was like Tyra Banks and Kim Kardashian, but it was still this like perfectly curvy like teeny tiny waist big boob big butt and it's like all proportion you know
2: there's a way to be curvy too
1: yeah and it's like that's a thing there's like good and bad curvy and so um i mean it was like a real struggle to work with amy um i would go in there being like yeah i'm having a great day like i don't think i'm gonna cry and like leave like with swollen eyes being like what just happened (laughs) in there um and i didn't realize how much like stuff in my past um that I brought with me, like a lot of sexual abuse, um, like in college, um, I was kind of just wanting any attention from anybody. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that I was, now that I look back on it I'm like, I put myself in really unsafe situations and definitely got taken advantage of in multiple, you know, situations of, you know, sexual abuse and stuff like that. And I never really realized what I had put myself through until like, I looked back and I was like, wow, like no wonder I had issues Mm -hmm. with how I felt about myself because I it was all I put all my self worth on how I looked and how much attention I was getting.
0: See, that's a that's a huge thing right there. What we put, I mean, again, it becomes our. I mean, I, I would be lying if I said I went to the gym for the wrong reasons at
2: nineteen. Yeah. you know, eight, seventeen through nineteen years. I mean, old. who doesn't? Yeah, yeah and oh, I still. do. <laughs> like I, I think I work out sometimes. Like Friday night, I had an opportunity to go out with some friends. I was like, I'm not missing the gym now. Yep. I've been. Trying to capitalize on feeling good in the gym, so I'm like, oh, I'm getting stronger yeah. and all this stuff. But part of it is out of the fear of like, oh, dude, you know.
0: absolutely. But yeah. it, it, it's kind of crazy how we'll, you know, you put yourself into situations because of wanting to feel a certain way or look yeah. a certain way or feel pretty or feel loved on the way you look. And I think, I think probably females probably deal with that in a different way, and that that's where you come up with like the putting yourself in weird situations or the sexual. Yeah. Uh, t- what is it? sexual unwanted sexual opportunity taken upon you yeah. um, and I think guys it, maybe it's just some weird creepy projections that we have but, but. <laughs> no, but I mean
1: there were times where I was just like I don't want this but I'm just gonna like I didn't want someone to be mad at me or I was yeah. you know I didn't have a voice then and I wanted to feel good and then I'd wake up and be like I, I feel like shit about myself
2: yeah I think I think a lot of that I mean, obviously I don't want to speak in your situation, but I think a lot of, we do a lot of things, whether it's relationship, it's career, whatever, the fear that holds you back or keeps you from doing something, a lot of times is a reflection of your fear of of being alone, not finding love, right? So like a lot of times you do put yourself in a situation um, just so that you don't feel so that you feel you have a partner, uh, whatever that partner may be. It could be a thing, a person, a place, whatever, but... Um, I was saying about this the other day and talking out loud in the car. We're like, why, why do we not take on some certain risks? And a lot of it is because that we are fearing that if we fail, we will be alone or we will not find love.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: and, and I think that, you know, everybody needs to be alone at some point for a little bit of time. Like the, you've, you really have to establish what you are, who you want to be, right. where you're going and, and understand that like. Spending that time alone is so – whether it sucks in the moment, it is so good because what happens if you do find something or someone and it falls apart 10 years from now?
1: Absolutely. You've yeah. got
2: to know that you have that stable foundation <laughs> of like I can do this alone. Like this – you are not my life. You are a complement to me in my life. Absolutely. And, and so like kind of what I hear when you talk about putting yourself into situations like uh, maybe for different reasons. Maybe it was that uh, more of an eating disorder um, Variable, Yeah. But to me, a lot of that just comes back down to I don't want to be alone. Oh, and, absolutely. And like, look at – you know, everybody talks – I talk about sports all the time. But you talk about individual sports. Individual sports are not individual. Every individual sport has a team. Like right. golfers, you have a caddy. You have, go, go, uh, like, swinging coaches. Like, you have all these things you that comprise – were on my team yesterday. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I'm riding my bike. I'm <laughs> taking pictures and getting lost so you can't run farther. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's so crazy to me about – all these different variables of the mental health world: eating disorders, anxiety, depression, addiction. I think a lot of it is the failure of if I don't do this, I don't have an identity,
1: Absolutely. and then
2: I might be alone. And you look at all these things, and like, what's life is supposed to be done in teams? Absolutely. Now, whether yeah. it's significant other teams, it's friends, it's family. Like it, that doesn't need to be labeled. It's just doing things alone is good. But it's a lot more fun usually or easier to do when you have somebody else there. It's like, let's go into the fire together.
1: And that's kind of why I hung on to my eating disorder. Like a lot of the time people identify as their eating disorders through recovery as like a separate person. Like I had an eating disorder voice and it was like, if I let go of my eating disorder, like who am I? Like Mm -hmm. I was kind of terrified. Like shit, I have to find out who I am as a person because as weird as it sounds, like your eating disorder is kind of like that devil on your shoulder, like that best friend that you – have like held on to for so long and In when, control. Yeah. And when you let that go, then you really have to like work through the shit that you've been avoiding. But you know, do
2: you think that part of it was you maybe felt like that control gave you a identity of success? Yeah. I like mean, you were successfully doing something.
1: Absolutely. Like I was like, okay, cool. Like I didn't have dinner today or I, I met my 1200 calories on my fitness pal. Like I felt accomplished at least in something at the end of the day. And it was like, I, you know, went to school to be a teacher and I didn't do that. And I moved to LA and became a a nanny and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but it was like, at least I, I had accomplished my goal of looking Mm. a certain way,
0: you know? So you, you moved through into, into therapy or through therapy. Yeah. And I mean, if you're, if you're like me or any of us are like me, I probably will just continue to do my therapy for
2: as long as I'm human. But. Oh, it's like yeah. the greatest thing in the world. Oh my gosh. And everybody, everybody that says they don't need therapy are oh, just the people go that for need it. Yeah, exactly. Like you just kind of alluded to it, but like the best sessions are the ones you walk in, and you sit down, and you're like, I don't know, I got nothing today. And then like 50, you're 50 minutes like, later, you're like, my life is torn. That's fucking yeah, hard. That's, I don't even know who I am anymore. And that's, that. when the therapist is like, all right,
0: bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: let me yeah. ask you some questions. Classic, pull my beer.
1: Yeah. No, seriously. Like mine, like she, could see my eyes welling up and she'd be like, what's happening here? And just pass me like the box of tissues. And I'm like,
2: I don't know. Like
1: (laughs) my life's falling apart, but no, it was really hard actually for me to leave Tina and Amy because I had grown. They were the first people like I had therapists in the past and they were like older and I just couldn't, I mean, I, I honestly, I would lie to my therapist sometimes before. And that's such a common thing. It's like you don't divulge the whole truth. And Amy was the first one that I just like laid it all out. And she was younger. And I just felt like she didn't judge me. Um, And when I left LA, I was like, shit, like, oh, my God, my life's going to fall apart without without her. Um, And I went through a bunch of really hard stuff when I moved here. And luckily, we do like FaceTime sessions when really I awesome. need need to see her which is so awesome um because it's also finding a new therapist is so hard because you're like great let me tell you about the last 28 years of my life that's the
2: most frustrating part of it is the
1: hardest part of finding a therapist
2: but i also and and, uh, yeah i'm gonna plug therapy right now because it's necessary for the world but it is that is the most frustrating private and therapy for several years now and on and off and the hardest part about changing is not for me, I connect pretty easily with most people. So yeah. it's not every once in a while I come across one where I'm like, this is just not going to fly right. at all. Um, but it's more of like, oh,
1: yeah, like, like
2: they're like, tell me about yourself. Yeah, it's exhausting. You know, like, do you want from birth? Okay, right. here we go. Because there's a lot that's happened in the last days. So. No, absolutely. So you're, you're recreating a whole nother
0: relationship. Absolutely. I and mean, that's really, yeah. it's and it's intimate as shit relationship. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no. Well, maybe some people, but I mean, aside from like the sexual intimacy, like it is telling somebody your deepest, darkest, Oh, yeah. I mean, everything. she
1: knows me to a T. Like if I email her about something, she's like, do you need to do a session? And she just, she brings me so much calm and like mm. can know exactly what to say to make me feel better. And like, I was horrible with confrontation and man, I could tell anybody anything now. I mean, I still struggle with the anxiety part of confronting sure. someone. But I mean, I used to sit so quietly in things that I would like, I'd be so angry at my bosses or angry at my sister or family or whatever. And I would never say anything. And she helped me with that. I mean.
2: So backing up, I have two questions. Hopefully I don't forget. I should write them down here. The first one, what was the tipping point that got you going to seek help, whether it was therapy or how do I phrase this better? What was the tipping point where you realized that you, you needed help or you wanted the help? And then what was the tipping point of you actually going to do that? Because I know for me, I think that for a while I was like, I'm, I didn't know anything about therapy until I was in the hospital and shit hit the fan. But, um, I know that for me, it was like, I don't don't need the help. I can do this on my own. And sometimes I still think that, but knowing I needed help and going and actually getting the help were two totally different monumental events
1: for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd gone to therapy when I was younger because I had really bad separation anxiety from my parents. And my mom's a pediatrician. And, you know, my sister, my mom, like, we've all been to therapy. So it was never something that, like, I didn't think I, I couldn't do. Um, I've always been a proponent of therapy. Um, But it was when I was teaching, actually, and I had, like, one of my girl students who was in second grade. She was seven. And I kind of asked her, like, what is your goal by the end of the year? And she said something like, Along the lines of, like, I want to be skinny. And I was just like, that is so messed up. Like This is one of your students. Yeah, you. yeah. And it was just like, this is so sad that, like, I she totally missed the point of, like, an academic goal. And she immediately went to, you know, my, my worth comes from my body. And um, just kind of, when I started my blog, like, so many girls were just like, I hate the way I look. And they're, like, 14. And I was just... I was just like I don't want my future children to ever feel that they need to change the way they look and I was like I can't be that if I am still that way myself um and like like I said you know my parents were really supportive in everything that I did and always told me I was beautiful and everything like that but you also kind of like there's certain things that you carry with you like that comes from your parents that you don't realize were brought on you, like insecurities and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize like as much as my parents fought against me, not liking the way I looked, it ended up happening. Um, so like I, then I realized I was like, Oh my God, I need help because I'm still wrapped up in the way I look. Um, and I always had this idea of like, I'm just going to be uncomfortable with the way I look my entire life. That's just going to be something I'm going to have to deal with. And I was like, that is such a messed up man mentality. Like, that's just not okay and i think it was when i moved to la and i was i I, you know you kind of get with this group of friends and it's kind of that whole like mean girl thing where she's like everybody's going around saying something they hate about themselves and she's like i have bad breath in the morning and like (laughs) you know it's like the you get around these people and they like say negative things about themselves then you start to join in and it's like this Like, oh, well, I have fat thighs, or I have this, I have that. And I was just like, I'm so sick of talking negatively about ourselves. Like, I want to change this mindset. I want to do something. I don't want to live my life feeling insecure about the way I am. Um, And I remember, like, sitting on my floor trying to pick out a bikini to go to the beach, and I was just bawling. And I just like felt like shit about myself. And I was like, dude, going to the beach is supposed to be fun. Like I was that girl that would like lay still and like suck in and like not move. And I'm like, I'm such an active person. I have horrible ADHD. Like I can't sit still. So I was just like, I want to be able to like run around and like play volleyball and not worry about like my ass jiggling or something. So I I started like, it, it kind of came from an anxiety standpoint at first where I was like, I need to manage my anxiety. And then... She was the one that was kind of like, I think you still have some of this eating disorder stuff that's still going on. And I was, like, very hesitant to kind of, like, dive into that because I was like, no, no, I don't have a problem. It's just anxiety. Like, I'm fine. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, my entire day is surrounded by food, how I look, like, you know everything so i was just finally once i let that go i like all oh, of this shit just came right it was like i opened a chest and i was like whoa yeah, yeah i didn't realize how many problems i had That's
2: interesting you think it's anxiety i think i deal with this quite a bit uh, where i i have this like home base where i go back and i'm like well it's probably more related to this but it, this is it's manifesting in this way yeah um that's interesting i when you're in therapy and you know, i'm like maybe you want to talk to us or not, but what kind of things, tools do they develop for you to help you through these things? Because obviously when you're, I always hate this about therapy and it's not actually a therapy's issue, it's my issue. Um, but like, you know, I feel like I'm on top of my game when I'm in therapy, like kind of like being in class, you like, you get it? And I'm like, yeah, 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 no, that totally, that equation makes perfect sense. You go home to do your homework, yeah. wait, how? what
1: yeah you're like oh wait i need yeah that and so i kind
2: of <laughs> feel like um it's been developed over time that, that's something that i've really had to do and i think i've done it recently again It's f- you're focusing on progress a second to second minute to minute type thing but um something you just kind of said where it's about anxiety it almost sounds like you were so caught up in your thoughts about everything is oh that you God. didn't actually take inventory or acknowledge what the thoughts actually were you're just like no no, no the f- eating disorder is not the issue it's my anxiety yeah but really you're consumed by eating disorder
1: um, thoughts. Oh, I mean the amount of negative thoughts about my body that would come into my head daily, it was like, that was all I was thinking about. Like it, like for example, like sitting right now, like I would be feeling like my stomach coming over my pants or like any mirror or window I'd walk past, like I'd adjust and like that's a big mm-hmm. thing as a body checking and eating disorders is like I would stand in front of my mirror and like pull back or like lift or do and like suck in and stand and measure for like sometimes 30 minutes and just like i wish i looked this way or if if this love handle was a little bit smaller you know all that sort of stuff and it's a rabbit hole you can't get out of oh my god and then i just would like leave my house being like well now i feel like shit about myself and amy really helped me she called it thought stopping um because i have such an active mind and i have so many thoughts coming in and a lot of back then it was a lot of negative thoughts and i felt kind of crazy at first but um anytime i'd have a negative thought come in like you are so like i'd be like no you're fabulous you know like girl get it today and like try and like make it into a positive but i'd she'd also like do this thought stopping stuff where it was like my mind would be racing i've had all these negative thoughts and it just like spirals out of control and she's like, you need to just actually say, like, stop. And then, like, rationalize. Like, okay, am I actually, like, fat is not a feeling. You can't feel fat. What, yeah, thing. it's not a feeling. Um, what are you actually feeling in that moment? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I tired? Am I on my period? Like, what is actually going on in that moment? Like, and let's rationalize how to get out of that. They call it,
0: they call it halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I love that. Wow, That's awesome. I've never heard of that. No. Yeah. When you're when you're feeling off, you go to your halt. Hungry, angry, am I hungry, angry, angry, lonely
2: or tired? Yes. Oh my god, it's I all love of that. Them. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: All, yeah. <laughs>
1: Everything. I, I, think I
2: just solve my life problem.
1: <laughs> no, it's so true though because I was like, oh my gosh, it's not my body. It's my emotions of like I'm feeling overwhelmed with work, or I'm feeling lost, or depressed, or I'm homesick, and I'm immediately being like. I need to eat something to comfort me wow. and then you like break it down it's like oh i wasn't actually hungry in that moment or i wasn't actually feeling fat i was just going to my my habit of let's take let's not actually figure out what the problem is but let's just pretend that it's my body and then i control can mm. control my body
2: that's a sounds like a lot of mind association we're yeah. like stop like saying stop is a way of saying like, okay, disconnect from the thought and then yeah. what is your body actually telling you? Where's does your heart say? Like, what, are you tense? Are you, yeah. are your shoulders falling forward? Are you depressed right now? Stuff yeah. like that where you get out of uh, mind attachment and into actually feeling. That's, I think that's something that I struggle with in every aspect of life and it's something I continue to try and improve on but um, gosh, that, that, like the stop and feel but the other thing yeah. with like, I, even just very recently I, I kind of, dip down you Nate you know this like you probably watched it where I just like couldn't get out of it. I felt like I was working so hard to get my mentality back to a higher leveling uh, um, functioning energy but every time I had a negative not every time but when I noticed the negative thought I would fight it and I'd say Mm like kind of like you said like no you're you're fabulous or you know like I'd be like no you're wrong it's this and all that is is like creating more mind resistance yeah instead of just being like that's it's just a thought on a cloud and just, it's going to pass. Yeah. And then like, the blue sky sun you comes just have back out. to acknowledge
1: out, like, it and like let it pass. Yeah, like we, it's not a rational thought. We say
2: like don't don't become your thoughts. Like yeah. let your thoughts just be what they are and and, and don't give them power. Like That's ego. That's, that's all the ego is sitting there doing is, is it needs that negative fuel. You know, the ego right. wants you to go into the fire, not to overcome the fire, but to fuel the ego more so that we can be like, yeah, you fucking suck. Like, you're, you're fat. You're ugly. You're never going to amount to anything. And like when the ego gets that, it, it becomes loud. And then all of a sudden we feel like dog shit. And, yeah. And you, you're just but like so much of that resistance where I always thought, I asked this a lot in therapy. I'm like, well, how do you do it? And like, oh, you know, you just stop your thoughts. Right. And like it's not stopping them. It's, it's being with them, allowing them to be there, letting them pass. But what I tried to do is say like, you know, thought comes up, you're not good enough. Yes, you're good enough. You're great. Right. Not that that's wrong, but in the state that I was in, that was just creating more resistance. And we like we talk about resistance in terms of like weightlifting. The more resistance you put on, the harder it becomes. Absolutely. And, and like, but in mental health, it doesn't always mean that you're going to come out stronger on the other side. Like, you oh, know, yeah. Because like, if that was the case, I'd be like, hey, you fucking suck every second. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, right. let's stress ourselves and become stronger. So that's, that's interesting. Um, What kind of tools? did did you they help you develop in in therapy to other than like the mind but like for actual relationship to the food
1: um so that's what tina really helped me with i had uh, like an eating disorders a lot of the time they call them fear foods um and it's like this fear of or this whole idea of like good and bad food too Mm -hmm. like food doesn't have a moral compass there's no good and bad food food is just food and there's nutritional value to all types of food um And that was a big thing. Like I had it in my head that carbs were bad. Sugar was bad. Cupcake. Like all this food that we've been told is bad food. Then you associate yourself. If I eat this bad, quote unquote bad food, I'm a bad person. And no, you're not. You're just, you're supposed to eat. You're allowed to have cravings. And I kind of, this whole diet lifestyle of like, I would be like, well, I'm going to battle my cravings by cutting out sugar and carbs. Well, the reality is, is. You're going to encounter those foods in your life no matter what. So let's be intuitive about our eating. And um, Tina would help me. Like I had this whole idea of like, like for example, if you get a, a, a thing of pizza or whatever, a box of pizza, and I truly just wanted two slices of pizza. But instead I would fill my plate with a bunch of salad, get one slice of pizza, and then I would eat everything and be like, just want like another slice of pizza. And then I'd probably end up eating it. And then I ended up actually eating more calories than if I would have just had the two slices of pizza and become satisfied. So it was this kind of a like, and she would never call it like a a bad food, like always have a bad food with her meal. It was always like a treat, something that I really, truly enjoyed. And like, I'd always try and fill up on my healthy foods before I'd indulge on anything else. And it was like, why can't you just listen to what your body wants? Because if someone tells you to not eat a cupcake, what are you going to think about? Eating, eating like a, a
2: fucking cupcake. Yeah,
1: eating a cupcake. You know, so it's just like, why <laughs> can't you allow yourself to have these things that you want, that your body craves, and kind of learn, like, moderation? Because the whole binging thing, it was like, I would restrict for so long on sweets, then I'd end up binging on so many yeah. sweets and then feel like shit afterwards. Where if I just had a cookie... I'm not going to gain five pounds from eating a cookie, you know, but I might gain five pounds by bitching on a bag of cookie or, you know, a whole sleeve of Oreos. I have no clue what you're talking about there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the tool
2: it? for you to, like, not eat a whole pizza in one sitting when you're like,
1: ah... Uh. I mean, that's the thing though. Like, people have this that, uh, you know, you restrict for so long, and then you're like, I'm gonna, it's my cheat day, so let me just eat as much as I can. And then, like, two days after, you're like bloated and you feel like shit, and you're like, go back to this clean eating life.
0: The cheat day is kind of a weird thing.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, can't you just have something you enjoy every day? I do. I yeah.
2: Should. I was talking with a friend back home. Uh, we were texting yesterday morning, and uh, we she's like, oh, how, how are things going? And I was like, well, today I feel like shit. She's like, well, what's going on? I was like, well I ate pretty well all week and then last night I decided I was gonna eat like shit and that's what happened I mean, and that, she's like well what, what do you mean people I'm do. like yeah. I mean I ate like shit and now my mind sucks so yeah. I, I don't know it's okay
1: it's like a cycle that everybody yeah. goes through yeah, and it's, it's a normal cycle that society says is like eat super clean through the whole week and then just like lose your shit on the weekends and then come Monday morning you're like man yeah. I need to get my shit together
2: Yeah, Pull back but your body
1: way. like goes into shock you know
2: It's like when people have kids and uh, they're like, I'm not feeding my kid any sugar. I'm not feeding them this and that. Yeah, and And they
1: have like a Tic Tac and they're bouncing off Yeah, and you're like,
2: you know, that kid goes to kindergarten and uh, little Johnny's birthday and they bring in brownies and cookies and ice cream. Your kid is going to have like a sniff of it and they're going to go into like an inflammatory uh, phase of life where they're going to blow up and probably... Come close to death, like they are gonna. First of all, they're gonna have a shit storm that nobody's gonna want to clean up. Like secondly, their system is gonna be like, what is going on here?
1: I mean, we just live in this like such a restrictive (laughs) lifestyle of food of like let's cut out anything that is quote unquote bad. We go negative. Yeah, and it's like no food is good or bad.
0: So that's the million dollar question that I was coming to. Yeah, what is healthy?
1: I mean, so I actually just posted on my Instagram today that, like, healthy looks different on everybody. Um, that's the thing. I don't think there's any determining factor of, like, what is healthy on you or you or me. Um, for me, it means, like, a healthy mind, a healthy body, a healthy soul. Um, and for me, like, if I was to put my body side by side and I asked a group of strangers, wh- like, how do I look, hel- like, which one do I look healthier in? My, my thinner self or my myself now and i guarantee most people would probably say my thinner self you know because we associate being skinny or thin as Mm. being healthy and i wasn't healthy i was making myself throw up and i was starving myself that's not a healthy mind that's definitely not a healthy body um but i looked healthy and i think that's a thing that like our media and society gets like kind of messed up in is that healthy doesn't have a look Mm. um healthy looks different on everybody i'm just naturally a curvy girl and there's no denying it that i'm just gonna always be curvy um and so healthy for me is where i'm at right now and it's probably like i don't know i don't really weigh myself like 165 pounds or and being able to eat what i want and go out with my friends and have a bagel and cream cheese which was like my biggest fear food but (laughs) i love bagels and cream cheese like so much they make me Dude, oh it's so good
0: Einstein's bagel that, that fluffy oh, like oh my God. blueberry and strawberry
1: the place I just moved to literally like across the street like my day was made when I was like there's an Einstein's <laughs> it's the <like laughs> best kind of bagel with we, the fluffy uh, cream cheese we
2: went into class the other day and the class before us had something catered and there were two, two bagels left over and some kid one of the skinny kids in class he <laughs> took and I was like well fuck it I'm taking the last one and so I'm like so I didn't feel super guilty I look at the kid next to me I was like you want half of this? Like, yeah, So I had cream cheese. Didn't realize it was strawberry cream cheese. So I put it in there. I started eating. And I was like, I've never had strawberry cream oh cheese. But so if good. there's another one over there, I might go eat it without the bagel. But it my, was oh yeah. so good. Dude,
0: my work had that catered and so the, the other day, <laughs> I, no joke. And I hope none of them listen to this for for more than one more than just this reason but nah, i wish they would <laughs> they they had the, the, the strawberry cream i literally was like you could scooping eat it with that <laughs> shit into like a so cup good, and, so and, and
1: eating it it was so put it on like good. a cinnamon crunch bagel just me. Uh, that's crazy <laughs> I, we like get up and go and just go to <laughs> <that's> <laughs> so this has been a good podcast <laughs> <laughs> <was> episode. <really> <laughs> <this Yeah>. <laughs> but that's i mean
0: i think that's interesting um Because I I am probably guilty of associating, and and I'm working my way past this, because there's no reason why I have to have this mindset. It's just just not. Um, But we do associate skinny with healthy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm even, I guess where I really am guilty is working in like the intensive care setting and working open heart surgeries. And it's like everyone that comes out with a, a myocardia or a heart attack is, or- you know, with their diabetic issues are all overweight. And so you associate so when someone comes out and they've, you know, they're they're skinny and they've had a heart attack or something like that, it's it's not that it's shocking, but you're like wonder what happened. Right. You know, as opposed right. to you look to someone who's and I now I'm talking about people that are like clinically over obese right, right. and I mean clinically obese, whatever. There are some hard what well, I guess when I come to like what is healthy, there's some hard points. Like everyone can agree that this is unhealthy. This is unhealthy, or this right. is sick. If there's a clinical, you can put some sort of clinical diagnosis to it. So it's really not that. But I, I still do myself find that I associate being being healthy with with skinny, which is just absolutely not the case.
1: Right. And, I mean, uh, I mean no, but it's so true. Like there are so many like plus size models that have people telling them like you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle and there's definitely that point of like this like morbidly obese and then super super skinny yeah. like and we're not ed- talking we got to just right. eliminate that from the conversation right. right. that point. well yes. and and also it's like what like why is their body your concern like their lifestyle like when people are, you know, t- have told me, like, you're fat, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wh- why does that affect your life? Why does that bother you? I've got that haters you th- written down right here. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so
0: where, I guess that's a good segue without me just completely interrupting you. My yeah, bad. no, you're fine. What is it that, again, I'll be just honest. This is just being yeah. honest as someone who works in healthcare. You have these conversations with people and it's like, I do a really poor job of, of sort of,
1: um, (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh, like Uh, I gotta go. (laughs) um,
0: I do a really good job of uh, sort of clumping everyone together into, Mm -hmm. into one group of people. And, and obviously this is a part of a growing experience and when again, I'm not an asshole I hope we, we can I mean, all establish that. I, mean,
2: I try not to. In, in all fairness, my dad likes to tell me you can't live without one. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I don't
1: like that.
0: But why is it? Um, why is it that? So you go on and you you create this this Instagram yeah. handle, yeah, and you're like, yep, I'm fit, fat, and and all that, right? I, yeah, I that right? you got it right. Okay, and and am course, of course, because the internet's full of douchebags, <laughs> trolls. Not everybody, but yeah. that. And I think when it comes to to weight, I think that there's actually more like genuine trolls out there that have this mis this this perception about what healthy is oh, absolutely when they're
1: probably unhealthy themselves, but they're just maybe skinny. What the fuck's up with haters? see so when I first started my Instagram, I had so many trolls, like so many people like especially guys like messaging me like fuck you fat ass. Like you I should just, be wearing geez, that bikini. i was like, just going
0: to say men or women, but I keep going. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so many like awful comments. And I would call my mom or dad crying and just be like, I don't get it. And it was really hard for me to, to see those comments because it was like, shit, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to promote like this healthy lifestyle and like love myself. And then I have people, it's not like I'm being negative or like shaking my ass on the internet or anything like that. Like I wasn't, being in genuine i was being like trying to promote like positivity and yet these people were just trying to bring me down and at first like there was a point where i was like i'm gonna shut the instagram down like i'm done um but then i was like you know what like those are the people that need to see these types of posts the most because i don't remember who told me this and i'm sure it's like been said a million times but like misery loves company people don't like to see people happy. And if you're going to sit behind a computer screen and tell me I'm too fat, like, I'm sorry that that's the life you're in right now. Like I, I, and now like I tell people like, I'm so sorry that you are so unhappy with your life that you feel the need to try and bring me down. Project. And now, I mean, I get less, I've gotten less than I've ever gotten before. And I think it's because the way I react to them, um, it's in a positive way. Like, I'm just like, I really hope that in the future you can realize that it's, like this perception of how women should look is is messed up and it's not me, it's you. <laughs> and you yeah. need to work on how you feel. Um,
0: so that's, that's a good, you know, you listen like to podcasts. Like tell them with kindness. Right. Yeah. I mean, you listen to podcasts and stuff like that and there's always, if you have an opinion, like I'm sure we could get haters for something like this, just talking I'm gonna about I'm going to create like a yeah, handle just me.
1: like, Throwing some hater comments yeah, come in guys now. yeah please <laughs> uh, you know, you don't you,
0: you hear people say just don't don't engage them and I think to a point that's probably right yeah. but that's a I mean that's a great way to do it it's like you, you just turn it around and you're like I don't really know what's going on with you yeah. I hope that you get the help that you need mm-hmm. I hope that you can be happy at some point have a great day
1: yeah and people are like Wait, she sent like a smiley face, like I'm confused. You know, and then they're like, shit. Well, I was hoping for this like battle back and forth, you know? I think that's what people
0: get so, I don't, there's just unhappy with where they're at. I mean, well, it's it, There's it's, one thing to be argumentative because it's a debate type of topic and right. you can go back and forth, but not when someone's just trying to do them, do them,
2: do and you. It's,
1: and it's also like, if you don't like what I post, Un, there's an unfollow like, you're not like,
2: required to follow this right? yeah and
1: it's like clearly you like something on my page that you continue to reach out like do you just need attention like
2: you okay, know I think that's funny like there I want it so there are people that in this world you just do not like Like their energy, the way they function, it's just, that is not for me. I'm going to say some negative things about you, but not because it's projecting me projecting it. Right. It's because like, I just truly don't agree with what you're doing. That's not my moral, uh, equivalent. So I I do not like you. On the other side of that is some people that throw the quote unquote hate, it really is a projection of their own insecurity. Like they talk about, oh, confidence. You're like, well, a lot of times confidence is really just a projection because you're so insecure. Whereas like. I'm insecure. I let you know that I'm insecure. Other people are insecure. They tell you about how good they are at everything. Absolutely. Right? So like I think there's that. President,
0: we Well, oh, I'm sorry. You
1: mean, mean that?
0: Oompa <laughs> This is not a political
2: podcast. <laughs>
1: right. Every
2: president's that. got their own issues. Um, I couldn't help it. <laughs> can't please everybody. But that whole thing, like sitting behind, I've heard people, you know, people with these massive followings that are doing, you know, talking mental health or like yeah. human optimization. They could be talking about. Health. They could be anything you want. You yeah. talk about athletes, and there are people like in the sports world. Like where all my friends, we sit around and watch hockey game. And we're like, "This guy fucking sucks." Blah blah. Okay, when we say that, I am not sitting there saying that I can do what the NHLers are doing.
1: By no means, you're also not going my, on their Instagram page. Right, like, right? But then, like, you go through somebody, like, <laughs> like, you
2: know, someone from the Red Wings might post a picture of something, and you go read the comments. You're like. Well, First of all, why am I even reading these comments? Like, oh, yeah. Why am I being a spectator? Yeah, but I, secondly, I pop you popcorn read popcorn all the time. Yeah. There's I'm that
1: like... meme where it's like, I'm gonna sit back and watch the decade.
2: But you, you <laughs> yep. look at these comments, you're like, why do you have the time to even concern yourself with a picture that somebody else posted while enjoying their lives? Exactly. So how what what is your own issue? Why are you projecting your insecurity onto somebody else? But also would you say that to their face? Oh,
1: hell not. because because like, I had a girl just tell me that she was like, if I were a guy, I'd run so far away from you. That's why I'm married. And you're not. And I was like, yeah, you have time to message me. And she also, another person also told me that my spotlight got too bright, which I don't know what that means. Shouldn't you like be your biggest fan? That's some jealousy shit right there. Yeah, And I was just like, if you have time to message me and tell you like, my marriage is so great. That's why you're single. Like, just because you're married, that doesn't equate happy I know, people. I unhappy
0: people that are married. Yeah. That's measuring self-worth with something like Yeah, because I was like,
1: I'm sure your husband just adores your negative oh, attitude. Yeah, like,
0: say, God, okay. Like, he was like, oh, I another long day at the office. I'm going to be here till, till late. Uh, sorry, babe. Yeah.
1: Well, oh, and then she blocked me. And I was like, you don't even give me a chance to respond. And I just respond like, you're such a kind human. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> well, it's,
2: it's funny... <laughs> funny i always say it's funny and it's never really <laughs> you know, funny but point, i had I that curious. insecurity yeah, yeah. right we, you know when we we've launched the podcast the second episode we came we definitely put all of our struggles out there we we opened it up as much as possible we thought it was the right thing to do but one of my issues was that i don't want people to think that we're sitting here trying to gain attention for us it's trying to outwardly bring um a message a message or some kind of light to the issue because people i struggled so much with the anxiety and i text you so many times before we we published that second episode and it was like are we doing the right stuff how, how are people going to receive this and i actually had to write out to myself i am not okay knowing that there are people out there committing suicide and think they're not good enough to sit here idly yeah. knowing that like so yeah you know we, this guy might message us and be like you guys are fucking stupid Great. You know what you should do. You should turn around and probably start at the first episode and start listening. <laughs> right, um, exactly. Other than that, have a great day. But it was really that whole. What's the? What are your? What are your goals in this? Our goal is to reach the people that have struggled with the similar things that we've struggled with, where they're like, we're not good enough. I'm gonna kill myself because I'm not amounting to anything. Like, I'm not okay sitting by. I know how hurtful that is to yourself, and I felt the burden of like being that person in the family and all these things and. It is so hard to get over that, but once you find like what's what's your real reason in doing something, yeah, those things kind of go by the base side. So I know we're kind of uh, I, don't know, I don't know how you're feeling, but um, coming up, I, I want to know where you're at today. Like where, how are you feeling? Like, where do you go back to some of that struggled? Does it kind of creep up on you ever? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think that's I get a lot of messages from. I mean, mostly women kind of asking like, how do I get to where you are today? Like, how do I get to be the confident person that you are. And that's also a thing, like, I want to point out, like, Instagram is a highlight reel. Mm. Like, it's, you know, it out, yeah. yeah, you know, like, the the things you see on Instagram of these girls going to Bora Bora on these, like, yoga retreats, and I'm like, but are they really happy, like, 100% of the time? And also, like, I'm I'm posting pictures, I try and post as much real stuff as I can, like, I go on these rants on my stories of just, like, bullshit, you know, and things I'm frustrated about, but I want to post like the real struggles and try and be authentic. But also, I'm still posting things that are fun. Mm -hmm. And so I also try and tell people, like, I still struggle. Like, I still have bad body days where I wake up and I'm like, I I just really don't feel good in the skin I'm in today. But I'm at a point now where I'm able to rationalize that this is just a bad body day and tomorrow is a new day. And I could feel completely different tomorrow. And the one thing my friend Jane, recovery, loving care, love her so much. Um, But she she does these like self-care kits. And I've kind of gone back to these of like, when I'm having those bad body days, like what are things outside of food, sleep and exercise that are going to make me feel good? So I love taking baths. I love candles. Like they just make me feel good. I love like essential oils. Like these self-care kits, like it's kind of this if I'm having a bad day or if I'm feeling really bad about myself, you need to do more self-care than you've ever done before. So like on Sundays, I like call them self-care Sundays. Like what can I do to make myself feel good because, you know, the Sunday scaries creep up. And I mean, it's a real thing. And so, you know, I try and take like a bath on Sundays or read a book or like sometimes just have a Netflix binge because it feels good. Um, and kind of just I'm at the point now where I know, like, recovery is not linear. It's all over the freaking place. And Word. some people say that, like, eating disorders, there's no full recovery. I truly believe in full recovery. Um, I do, you know, have bad thoughts about my body, and I struggle with my anxiety, and sometimes if I eat something, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. But then I'm able to sit back and be like, you know what? I wanted it. It tasted good. I feel good. I'm not thinking about it now. And I'm able to, like, work through those thoughts and, like, a rational way whereas before it was like all over the place so i'm definitely in like a, a good spot with how i look how i feel I, I i used to be obsessed with like exercise now i i work out because i genuinely love working out man yeah, it makes me feel good
0: and i mean i think for anyone that's in in some sort of recovery i mean you could be anything you yeah. just name it relationship recovery uh substance abuse recovery yeah. food recovery there is at some point, and this could be just anything, work recovery, you're just a workaholic and you're getting out of it. Like at some point when you switch your mindset and if you're working hard to do that, there is this overwhelming, like just freedom that yeah. you have. That's just everything sort of loosened and the the mindset, the way you can re, re kind of wire and it's just like, I, I'm happy today.
1: Yeah. And I didn't realize like how much weight that it was putting on me. Like I thought I had control of my life and I was just like, wow, I have so much more space in my mind and I'm able to enjoy like going to the beach and I'm not having this like, oh my God, I'd like have to be in a swimsuit, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be running or, you know, like freak out and I can actually go to the beach and not sit by and be like, oh, that bitch is skinnier than me. Ugh, I, you know, I wish I looked this way or whatever and actually enjoy my like life and the things I do mm-hmm. and enjoy food again. Like it was like a scary thing for me to eat. And that's crazy because
0: food is... The thing we need
1: it's unavoidable I mean, it
0: is absolutely unavoidable that's why
1: eating disorders are so hard like you you have to eat so it's just like how can I function through my eating disorder with food I mean you know like if you have some substance abuse so you try and cut cut that stuff out completely you can't cut out food yeah you know yeah Yeah.
0: that's um I don't know I I am happy that you've come on and done this honestly I, I will say I don't know how easy it was to go ahead and tell your story. Um, oh, dude, I love talking about okay, it. Cool, cool.
1: Because, <laughs> but,
0: um, I do like, I, I appreciate it because you know, we've, we've told our story on this podcast before and it was, it was, I mean, you tell your story enough and it's like to the therapist, you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Right. But, but, but just, it's all planned out. You're like chapter one. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Right.
1: As but, I flip over the page. And I thought. Yeah.
0: But it can be, it can be, um, a little nerve wracking when you like, okay, shit, this is about to like go public, but yeah, I mean, you do have a, a fairly, I mean,
1: but either and but either way, it's like your deepest darkest secrets, and you lay them out on the table, and then people are like, you suck, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, like,
0: and and I think we're I think we're at this weird point in the internet where when this first started, where you had. Because it's the internet. I mean, let's just be honest. But but it's also not. I mean, it's also the high school. It's the guys in high school. It's yeah. the because I think back now. I mean, now that I'm thirty and I look back to high school. And I guess I probably wasn't. I think I was conscious enough to know that that was just not the right way to go. Yeah. Um. Hopefully,
2: I think. <laughs> but. And well, there's of, a there's a difference between like calling somebody fat and then looking at someone being like, "Dude, you." your hygiene is an actual issue to the rest of the people around like you need a shower absolutely totally like I'm not trying to be an asshole I'm actually trying to help Help you get more like community there is a difference
0: there absolutely you're
2: just not taking care of yourself at all Yeah. but it does it does it's almost
0: bothersome like as if I didn't know that this was going on anyway I'm not dumb but that people are I, I hope that by able someone like you to come out and realize that hey this is more acceptable like What is our definition of healthy? Let's redefine what the fuck that is. I mean, that's the most important thing, that you're going to have less... Um, because I think we're moving away from the 17, the teen Vogue, teen Cosmo, Cosmo, and now everyone's highlight reel is up for every single person to have. And you've got, especially like teenagers, these young kids that are on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and they're watching someone's highlight reel. And they're like, I look like shit. I look like shit.
1: Thank God I wasn't in my eating disorder with the social media that we have now. Like It would have been awful. I mean, I was still going on these, like, they're called, like, pro-Anna, pro-Mia sites. And Mm. they're, like, these pro-eating disorder sites. And, like, tips of giving girls, like, how to be more successful. They're, like,
0: actually, like...
1: Yeah, I would go on these sites and it would just be, like, kind of like a Tumblr of, like super super like emaciated malnourished girls and i'd go on there and like these like feed boards of like how do i make myself throw up easier and it's like of like, you, you, like this... oh i started using you like you a... figured
0: out what i was yeah what that
1: was yeah like i started using like a toothbrush and because my fingers weren't working yeah it's like really fucked up of times. course the internet
2: has oh my that. god
1: yeah and so that's what i was going on when i was 15 you
2: know like hey like uh, you kind of brought it up earlier I mean, when you're talking about your student your former student that, mm-hmm. that's making the comment I, it, I remember coaching. This is a couple of years ago already now, but coaching ten year olds and like comments coming out of their mouths. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I'm like, I I'm like i do not think at fourteen
2: from? and fifteen I made those comments. Mm-mm. You're making comments that five years after the point you're in your life, I still had no clue what the yeah, hell that meant. Absolutely. I'm like, Holy crap. So man, I don't even know what accessible.
1: kids are experiencing yeah, now. That's crazy. And It's well, like slightly terrifying.
2: I actually
0: think. I mean, every now and then I have kind of these studies that pop up through like email, just from the and. I think it's it's they're finding out that depression rates are a lot higher. Oh or, yeah, and, and like we we'll, I think we'll find and... this out more and more because this is sort of a new, a new thing. But like prolonged mental health issues from from highlight reels that yeah, people are seeing when absolutely. they get their first smartphone at 12 years old, probably, and you're just.
2: Solid. That's why I unfollowed
1: any account that made me feel like shit because I wake up and I'm like I feel great, and then I'm like, oh my no. god, I feel awful about myself. Uh,
2: the kids that were grown uh, born after 2000 right now. uh the longevity of their mental health, where it's going to be in 50 years. Holy crap. Like how, how are you going to, how are you going to do that? So, uh, I mean, I guess probably get ready to wrap up here. I do have one question and then just then asked you to make another comment, but you maybe have a little alluded to it a little bit and short of the creepy guys coming into the, uh, the DMS. Do you get guys that, I mean, I know what your content is and, and actually I, as a male, I appreciate your content because eating disorders and body dysmorphia and these these image issues that are in our society are not exclusive to women. It's outwardly, I mean, sex sells and
1: Absolutely. right.
2: So so outwardly, we talk more about women, and but men are supposed to have the same like cut figure. There's oh, a way absolutely. to be built for a man, and I know that I struggle with this at times. But do you get men, males that? message you thanking you or asking you for help is that
1: yeah it, it's not as as many sure. um I definitely have had a couple um I also have had a couple of males just kind of say like I love seeing like a confident woman like I so we need more of this cool. um but I've I've noticed like more so in the dating lifestyle of like guys say they want a confident girl but not confident enough that it's gonna uh, like threaten their masculinity or ego and that's kind of what i've been noticing is like my voice is too loud for some people um dudes i'm just saying this is what i've experienced no no i i I (laughs) believe it i'm just like i like
0: the fuck dudes come on i mean what's wrong
1: i mean and that's the thing like (laughs) i had no problem dating when i was insecure and in my eating disorder and the second i've like kind of become this more confident person i really struggle with it and i think it's Kind of men like this, quieter. Like it's, I'm,
2: it's almost like that old. I don't, I don't know how to make this comment. It's almost like uh, it's the fear of not. Uh, you start dating, and then the confidence is there, and the male is like, to... you, you might, you might not stay with me.
1: Yeah, no, right? Like, like I think
2: I struggle with that in general, not because you're outwardly confident, it's more of an insecurity with me. Absolutely. Where I'm like, well, am I good enough for this? Like, so I can understand that, but yeah at the same time like if you're doing something that is genuine and you love in the message the moral is great that's the shit that's like that's a different thing versus like wow you just go to the club and and you're just getting attention from other people like that that's Definitely. like a di- like i think that's more something that i personally struggle with with like the confidence thing. like if you have a message go get it like yeah. holy crap like, that's that's pretty cool like these things are serious and there's people struggling and uh, that's that's interesting. I, I was just curious to see if, if men were m- more than creepy to you uh, by messaging I mean, you or right hating you. mean, they have gotten the dick either. pics and stuff. So, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, <laughs> it's What's the internet. What's pic? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> there's things that happen. Like, people tell me stories. I'm like, wait. Someone had the balls to actually... I've gotten videos. Videos.
1: Videos. Yeah. Granted, I got their page shut down because I was like, everybody, <laughs> yeah, it, right. report right. him. That's <laughs> wild. Of
0: course, if there's the internet, there's pro eating disorder websites and Mm -hmm. then dudes are sending dick pics.
2: It's a, we live in the sweetest time ever, but we live in one of the most (laughs) fucked up times. Oh my gosh. totally. All right. Well, so uh, as we wrap this up, um, the last thing uh, before we ask you where everybody can find you and what you kind of have going on with projects and stuff. Um, what would be your message to anybody? Not even just eating disorder. Um, but I guess your goal is to kind of go into that, that message, that specific message. If you're struggling, if you're recovering and struggling, or if you're still trying to optimize, what would be your message to people?
1: Um, I mean, my biggest thing is that I, I felt like I was completely alone and there are resources, there are friends and family. Like there is somebody out there who wants to help you, who loves you. And it's not, you're not a lost cause. Um, and there's so many places and people that are willing to support you and and don't think that you have to like silently struggle. Um, and feel free to reach out to like my page. Like I always answer my DMs as long as they're not dick pics. Well, so that <laughs> okay, guy's no dick pics. <laughs> but That's but why yeah, I no, couldn't get a hold of you. I, Damn. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, it's it's like, I just don't want people to ever feel like they're alone. Like they you are able to be happy. It is absolutely 100% possible to feel confident and comfortable in your body. And you don't have to wake up every day hating yourself. It's it's a lot of work, but it's 100% worth it. Cool. And uh you got
2: anything? No, I was just going to be like yeah. Air, five. Air Five. Air Five. So, and then lastly, uh bef- I mean, first of all, thank you so much. Yes, this was this was awesome this was so fun. I know that um you know, when we talked on the phone the other evening, uh you talked about a few projects or you were out in Charleston and stuff. So, yeah. um just as a sign off, uh, is there anything First of all, where can people find you, and then yep. what kind of projects and what kind of events do you do you yourself partake in, or what are you hosting, anything like that?
1: Yeah. Um. So my Instagram handle is fit fat and all that. Um. So go ahead and follow me on there. And also, I try and do like sometimes meetups here in Denver. Um. I go to two gyms which are awesome. Um. Chi Flow and Fierce Forty Five. They're super positive and awesome. They're not the type of gym where they go and they're like, we got to work those cupcakes off. And it's like just about feeling good and being in a positive environment. I absolutely love those. Um, One of my best friends, uh, Jane, uh, her Instagram handle is Recovery Loving Care. And we kind of have started this message, um, the hashtags beyond the body and starting to learn to love yourself beyond the body. Like I think the body positive community gets a little – confused with and, and focusing so much on the body but like what are things that are going to make you happy outside of your body and who you are as a person so use that hashtag beyond the body um and feel free to dm me or follow me or whatever and i'd love to hear your opinion so awesome thank you so much for having me this was absolutely awesome. it's our pleasure yeah, this was cool.
2: a
0: welcome back at any time okay, i'll you be know. back tomorrow morning right <laughs> Sure, we'll leave the door
2: open, and uh, you just come down and record. Can you
1: guys make me a key? Like, yeah, that cool? yeah, yeah, you just, uh just
2: flip this on in the back, and it starts up the mixer. Perfect. perfect. Now this this was a this was a, a very positive experience, I think, for both of us. I won't speak for both of us, but uh, thank you for come sharing on. your story and and for what you're doing. The message you're trying to you. uh, to send out, and it seems, I mean, from an outsider's view, it seems like you're having pretty good success with reaching yeah, people. So that's yeah. that's pretty cool. But um, for those of you listening, again, uh, you can find Julia at Fit Fat and all that. Yeah. on instagram um but also as always guys thank you for the support uh, that is life well done mm. now you can find us on uh, instagram uh, podomatic but if you are on itunes go ahead and subscribe rate us review us but definitely share with your friends and family just make it um, nice yes and all. yeah, yeah no only negativity only positive reviews negativity <laughs> we'll fight with more negativity exactly. yeah I'll
1: come back I'll, yeah. I'll come back Julia's gonna come punch you in the face yeah <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> you better watch uh, out
2: but uh, yeah alright well, well was, was fun I appreciate it so, yeah
1: thank you so much until
0: next time right yes we'll see you later.
1: This is a game, but for me this is work I punch in high When I step on the stage and get paid when my record is played